Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky podcast, issue number 44, talking about Batman versus Superman versus Marvel. <laughs> what I did there, DC. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, highly charged podcast, you may hear some very passionate nerd screaming, very passionate opinions. Just know we all love each other. <laughs> With very passionate spoilers. <laughs> very, very passionate spoilers. Before we get into the spoilers, everyone, we have some news to get out of the way. So, yeah, first thing is first. Uh, during my internet stumbling around trying to find news for all of you fine folks, uh, I stumbled upon, and I completely forgot about this, uh, Square Enix held a press event that was streamed over on their Twitch channel uh, for thousands, tens of thousands of people, uh, where they told us details about Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, now, the for those of you who have not been living under a rock and are into Final Fantasy, you know that I believe it was GameSpot uh, revealed the the release date for the new game um, earlier that day. So everyone's kind of like, yeah, whatever, who cares? We've we've kind of seen this. And I believe it was September 30th, I want to say, is when this the, it will be coming out. But they announced so much more. It was so fucking cool. Um, I, I was getting like, you know, like the tingly is just kind of watching it because the way it was presented and, and what they showed was really cool. They not only are going to have the game come out, they're going to have an iOS slash Android slash Windows uh, mini game on mobile platforms that ties into Final Fantasy 15. Very similar to the Final Fantasy 8 Chocobo game where you can unlock items and stuff that way. What? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it looks it's it's based what? on a game that's actually uh, it's like an arcade that's in that world that you can play during that too. So that's gonna be fucking cool. It's not out yet. It's coming out this year. They didn't say when. I'm assuming it's gonna be closer to launch. Uh, it actually reminds me of remember Fable Three came out. They had that card game. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, it reminds me kind of like that too, just in terms of the the integration of it. Um, they also announced a five-episode miniseries free-to-stream on YouTube that is a prequel anime into Final Fantasy XV. The first episode is up live right now. Mm. It looks like it's about 11 or 12 minutes, so it's not a full, like, you know, 30-minute episode. But uh, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I, I stumbled upon it. I was kind of flipping through it. It looked really cool. Animation style is pretty decent. Uh, so if you want to get your fix in a little early, you can do that that way. Also, I think like I'm going to be talking forever. Also, <laughs> there is a new Final Fantasy 15 demo. It's called Platinum. Uh, it is the main character as a kid who is going on misadventures with his pet Carbuncle. So it looks like you shrink down to the size of a toy, you drive That's toy great. cars. It looks very magical and whimsical. It actually looks like Peter Molyneux had like could have had a hand in it. Like it has that That's kind of awesome. vibe to me, which is pretty cool. And the carbuncle for those who are not interested, like they're like the little uh, the little kitten looking things, right? Yeah, or like uh, or like more like foxes, I would say. But yeah, they're mm. like little little pets, little four legged creature pet things that are super cute. Um, what else? They announced a it's, uh, the prequel anime is called Brotherhood. They announced a full-length 3D animated movie uh, that has that same quality as what Advent Children has. Actually, it looks better now because technology Ooh. has advanced. Uh, but that same quality for Final Fantasy 15, and that is called Kings or Kingsglaive, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Kingsglaive. Um, and they got actual like 
actors to do the voices. So you have Lena Headey doing the voice of Luna. You have Mr. Sean Bean himself as the main character's father. Isn't uh, that like he's playing like, like like a king or something? Yeah, he's, he's a king, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> he's going to so, die. Sean yeah, he's going to yeah. die. Yeah. He, it's, <laughs> no, Sean Bean is setting you up again. Yeah. Um, and they also have Aaron Paul as the char- as a character named Nyx, who is, who is a Kingsglaive. Um, so he's like, I guess the Kingsglaive RA, as he's describing it, like a, a black ops kind of uh, special forces for the king himself. So kind of like a knight, like a, a souped up knight, which looks really cool. Um, and actually, it's funny because I guess he was saying the the whole point of the movie in the game is that there's these crystals that everyone wants and the king has like the last one. And there was kind of some crystal meth references going on in there. Uh, when he was being interviewed, and the and the crowd was was kind of chuckling, it was pretty funny. Um, I find and it they all like those shows. Are gonna what be was like that, Dave? I find it interesting how the uh, mini series is going to be eleven minutes long, like you know, on YouTube, just because. Yeah. At what point? Eleven minutes long. Nice. Well, I mean, just yeah. each, the first episode is eleven or twelve minutes. Yeah, but still, they're going to yeah. be like short episodes oh. on YouTube, so it makes you wonder, like, did our cool. did our attention span get worse because eleven minutes is enough content for us? <laughs> Or did writing get that much better for stuff because 11 minutes is enough content for us? Well, I, 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 think, I, think, I, it, I think they also I, don't, I don't want to give they, out yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, my opinion, I don't think they made it with like a certain time frame in mind. Or maybe they yeah. did because it's YouTube. So people like aren't going to – like if they see like a half hour thing, well, I don't know if I can do it because this is Netflix on YouTube. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it works out because what uh, – that Darth Maul mini movie is how long? What, like 15? Uh, I yeah, think it was true. like 17, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, it's just like a comic. I mean, a 10-issue comic is a different kind of narrative than a 25-page comic, I meant sure. to say. <laughs> um, I mean, it really just, it's the kind of story that they want to go for. How do they want, what kind of narrative do they want to put out there? Oh, absolutely. Um, they also, and this this will be the end of it, um, there's a couple other things I didn't really note. Like, they have, like, uh, the Stand By Me, like, they have a, a cover of that that's going to be f- uh, featured in the game. Uh, it was kind of cool, but it wasn't anything standout. They, they made this huge, big deal out of it. And I was like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Uh, but they also announced a special edition and a collector's uh, edition of the the game. The collector's edition is 270 bucks. It comes with a Holy shit ton crap. of things. But yeah, they limited it to 30,000 copies of it, and you can only get it on the Square Enix store. Like, does it have physical loot, or is it all just digital content? Uh, there's a lot of digital, there's physical of loot. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, your okay. st- it's your standard shit. It's like, you know, you get By the way, that's my new favorite phrase, physical loot. That's great. Physical loot. <laughs> physical loot. It has, um, the super ultimate one has an art book, it has CD, it comes with a copy of uh, Kingsglaive on Blu-ray, it has uh, an actual, it has a statue, I don't, I don't know cool. what the dimensions of it are, it looked pretty tall. Like, I'm only okay with overpriced pre-order bonuses when you get physical stuff. Yeah, with it. yeah I there's, mean, like, there, I mean, there's pictures of it on yeah. badgirdyfunky.com, so you can see for yourself if it's worth it. I don't think it's worth plug, it, if it's like 150 maybe. <laughs> I would probably get it, but the the standard edition looks good. I didn't see a price on that. I would say probably eighty. Uh, you know, it's it's your your steel book, uh, a couple of bonus digital things, a couple of bonus physical things, uh, and then the standard game. So I if depending on the prices on the deluxe one, I might go for that, but probably just standard game for me. In all uh. honesty, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was really exciting, and they had a. Uh, Greg Miller uh, hosting it, which yeah. was which was pretty funny, and it, it's actually oh, funny. Nice. It was funny to see because I was watching it on Twitch, and you see the, uh, the what the people like, you know, like the discussion and stuff. 
what people are saying in like the comments and it goes so fast that you'll blink and you'll miss it. But when Lena Headey showed up, everyone was just going, shame, shame. <laughs> no, no. That's the, best, that's, that's the best part about, about Twitch chat. It's like all, all the crap people say and you only have like a, a minute amount of time for your, your comment to be seen. So you got to like really come with it. Like when uh, with the whole like <laughs> Twitch watches Pokemon uh, you know, was it came about because of the anniversary and all that, which they should definitely like just just make a whole channel where it's just it's just Pokemon twenty four seven because it had like over sixty thousand people watching like every day. It was a ton day. of fun. It was it was so much fun, and when anything would happen on screen, you would see like like two or three little words, but it'd be like the funniest and the best things ever. And uh, before we start the main podcast, I also wanted to mention uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in live on twitch.tv slash funky, listening to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and also visiting uh, com. We uh, got together just to do all this for fun. We're not being paid whatsoever, although that is a dream, or not even whatsoever. So everything you hear us talk about is things we actually like and things we actually are into. So all the posts... On our site, all the things we mentioned here in the podcast, we're, uh, we're a passionate bunch of nerds, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in, listening to us, and, and it means a lot. So uh, enjoy the main part of the Batman for Superman podcast, everyone. We have spoilers coming up right now. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Back Into Funky issue number 44 podcast, talking about Batman versus Superman. On today's podcast, we have Booster Greg. What up? We got Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom. <laughs> we got the Bearded Menace Dave. Yep. And I'm Sergio. All right, everybody, what everyone's been waiting for, Batman versus Superman, and to start things off, what everybody wants to know, is it good? Is it worth seeing? I want everybody really quickly, would you recommend people to go see this? And who would you recommend to go see this? So, I have to say right off the bat, I went into this film with the worst in mind. I thought it was going to be every single bit of awful I've been hearing about. And you know what? It really wasn't as bad as I expected. That being said, it is by no means a solid film. <laughs> mm. uh, Dave, what do you think? It was way better than I thought it would be, only because Batman is in it, and that's pretty much it. And Greg? Uh, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I, I think a lot of the negative press that it's getting is uh, warranted to a degree, but not like completely like, you know, like it's not Fantastic Four bad. <laughs> I don't think I mean, anything could surmount to Fantastic Four bad. And I mean, like the thing that the film kind of makes me think of is some of the complaints with Age of Ultron. People said that the film kind of 
started off in its second act where, where it kind of didn't have a buildup. It just sort of started out like it was all crazy action right away and it kept going. But the thing is, Age of Ultron had breathing room. In Batman vs. Superman, about halfway through the film, I just started I started getting bored. It was it was constant action and the constant action became monotonous. So you're it's it's really cool constantly. And there therein lies the problem. Really? I, mean, I I actually thought like the, the there wasn't that much action in it at all until like the very 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 like maybe last 45 yeah. 30 minutes of the film. Like I didn't think there was like yeah. that much. Like it no, really was- built and really 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 slow. No, because like even when even when like you know Batman's like chilling chilling in like the Batcave, he's like surprise vision of the future, <laughs> and it just constant, <laughs> constantly constantly. Oh, was so like, so to you that's constant action. Interesting. I just no. I, well, I, I mean, like when I mean, I guess not so much action is probably the action wasn't the right word, but it just it's it feels very dense, too dense, and hmm. and that and that is because for they they wanted to catch up to Marvel, and everyone was afraid that they were going to to pack too much into the movie and that's what they did they had all of these all of these plot threads that they introduced but didn't resolve and they had all of these characters that they didn't develop i i was talking to a friend about this and to me the movie feels like one of the modern triple a games that people rant about they release <laughs> part of a game like a piece of a game with an incomplete story and then release all these expansion packs later that you need to buy to get the whole story. The That's actually the thing about it is, like, I really wonder good. if they did that because, like, everyone's heard this rumor or it's confirmed now or whatever that there's actually, like, an hour of the movie or 30 minutes that's actually been cut out. And even <laughs> even one minute of video is a lot of information. If everyone has seen a commercial, commercials are... If you've ever seen a long commercial, that commercial is a minute long. And you're like, damn, this is a lot. Like, what am I watching right now? And it's a lot to take in. So even one minute is a long time. 30 minutes to an hour being cut out for a movie? It's like, I think, what? I think it's also true, and it's not stuff that they added after the fact. Like, the rated R stuff, I want to say it's stuff they added after the fact. Like, we know where it's going to be. Like, right when that guy gets shot in the face, or we're going to see uh, Lois Lane's boobs at some point, like, in the uh, bathtub. <laughs> oh, we were so <laughs> like, close to seeing those things. Yeah. But, but I think for, like, the hour of, like, uncut footage, I want to say that's true just because I made the sta- mistake of buying and watching the um, Watchmen director's cut. Now, yeah. not the fact that it was bad, but it was so fucking long. Too, long. too much. Like, and yeah, and they showed way too much information that I can see why it was cut because it made a movie. It made it not that great story wise. Yeah. So, really, I actually enjoyed the director's cut. I didn't like. There's like some parts I just didn't like at all. It just I felt were unnecessary. It, like, it did take me two sittings. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just mm. like like, and I don't like like long long movies like that. Anyways. Like, I fell asleep through probably 95% of the Lord of the Rings movie. Um, and that's all of them combined. So that was, that was a nice, like, I hibernated pretty much through that. But, um, yeah, it gets to a point where it's just like, man, like, you're, like your butt starts getting numb. And <laughs> you're just like, you run out of popcorn and you have to pee. And you're like, Ugh. and it gets to be homework at that point, you know. And it just sucks. Um, well, they're probably going to have, like, that. That standard, that super edition Blu-ray with the hour and a half of cut stuff, and then forty-five minutes of reshot stuff. Because, like, would, wait, would making the film more dense really, really help it? Because I didn't think it was that dense. Well, well, well. You, you say dense, dense as if it's like a negative thing. Maybe there's actual stuff. Because, like, uh, if anyone's seen the communion, um, 
short video that Warner Brothers Pictures released, they already have footage that we didn't see in the movie that they obviously cut out and they obviously were like, oh, this is a huge mistake. Let's put that in there. And they released yeah. it as a YouTube clip. And the clip, for everyone who doesn't know, is uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor um, in yeah. the ship. Because so, so spoiler alert, you know, when he was creating uh, Doomsday and everything, you know, Gross. by using his own blood and like Zod or whatnot. Anyway, he's, he's sitting in the pool of like Matrix Placenta from Krypton <laughs> And uh, these uh, these government officials are coming in to get him, and they pan down and they see this alien-looking being, which uh, I think I think it's like one of the generals of Apocalypse, and he's got these mother boxes in front of him, and he dissipates, and Jesse Eisenberg is just there in in the goop and looks up, and that's pretty Son much what that a is. Bitch, huh? So that means oh, that makes so much sense now because at the end of the movie, I mean, I know we're jumping ship and I'm jumping too far, but. He says the bell's been rung. He's heard the bell. That's the fuck he's talking oh, about. Yeah, Jesus. and also, and also, oh it, it kind of cut in the movie. It kind of cut to Jesse Eisenberg, like Luther, being taken. It's like, wait a minute, he was just in a wait. How was he behind? Bo- wait, what? So okay, I'm excited uh, for the director's cut now. Yeah, so all the stuff you read online about Warner Brothers, you know, getting scared about the three hour uh, movie mark and actually cutting the movie down to two and change, it might might be true. They might have put their yeah. hands on it and really cut yeah. down a lot uh, and killed. And then it is kind of like the Fantastic Four because they. <laughs> Because then, because yeah. uh, I think Fox had them change the entire second half of the movie. After, yeah. I mean, which is a little worse than that, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, like, uh, the, the moral of the story is these studios need to keep their mitts off of the movie, right? Hands yeah. off. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, look at Deadpool's success. It was so successful because all they had to make was Deadpool. They did not need to set up anything else. Like this movie, I think, spent too much time trying to set up the Justice League, and it really didn't care about the characters that are in it, except for Batman. It was a great yeah. Batman movie. Absolutely. Well, kind of, kind oh, yeah. of though. I mean, like Batman. I mean, Ben Affleck as Batman is is fantastic. He's great for the role. Or everyone who is worried about it is eating their own words. But but the thing is that because it's it's trying to cram in as much as they can for the Justice League. Unlike Marvel, they're not developing these characters with their own self contained films. They're not they're not able to get these faithful adaptations. They can only allude to what may or may not be a faithful adaptation and have and then have whatever they needed for the story right now, which which because it's the first time we're seeing these characters is having them in these ridiculous situations like Batman kills people. <laughs> the guy with the flamethrower. I actually don't mind as much when Batman killed someone in that situation, but but like none of the characters really feel all that all that similar to how they are in the comics. I mean, Wonder Woman, I guess, but she's hardly in the film. Although, um, to refute that, though, like, I'll give it to you, like, a lot of... Th- I'll give you to you that. Like, Bat- like, Superman didn't feel like the Boy Scout, and um, Wonder Woman did feel like how she... More or less how she was supposed to. I do feel, however, like, the movie could have gone on without Wonder Woman. I, th- I feel like just threw yeah. her in there just to throw her in there. However... Yeah, if they cut her out, it would have been the same movie. However, yeah. other than, like, the whole killing people aspect, Batman felt... Of all the movies I've seen thus far... Batman felt like Batman. This he felt like oh, a detective. Batman he felt was like, fucking he felt absolutely like from the, uh, from the Arkham games. That's what he felt yeah. like to me. Which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, we we're, were talking about that uh, off channel. It's as if like Zack Snyder was playing Arkham. And he was like, "This is cool." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you. you know that fight scene in the uh, in the warehouse. Oh my the that was yes. that was like straight. Out, it was pretty much straight out of the game. Like, oh my god, that was absolutely. And incredible. me and Serge flipped and, out. Like we 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 even said it. Like, he did exactly what you do in the game. He goes up into the rafters, takes out the gun. Takes out everyone's like right, basically like dis- dis- disables like everyone's gun with that thing he has, you know. Then jumped down and whipped ass. And even some points he forgot the block and he got stabbed. Like you win the game. It's like whoever did this 
played the game, at least read some of the comics. Like when the flamethrower guy yeah. got killed and he came through the wall. Yeah. Right out of the Dark Knight Returns. Right out of there. Well, there's so much yeah. of that right out of Dark Knight Returns. Like it's a good thing. It's a good thing one of us had the foresight to read it last week. <laughs> but um, like literally, like like in the beginning, we see you know like a very quick uh, origin story with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. Of course, you know he dies. Of course, uh, and what's her <laughs> name? The Maggie from The Walking Dead was his mother. So we got to like see that kind of happen and like legitimate like the way her pearl necklace broke in that scene oh through the God, gun. That was beautiful. Straight out of the Dark Knight Returns. The fight. Straight out of the Dark Knight Returns, like everything from the kryptonite to, like gas to the suits, just like you know, and and meeting like in Gotham City, just like just taken right out the the nuclear explosion in space, straight out of Dark Knight. Oh Returns. yeah, and he was like all straight like decrepit afterwards, yeah. like all like fucked up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Forgot about hey, that. And the blind blue lightning bolt out of place because there's red lightning bolts everywhere dark knight return yeah like like there's so much of these like like things that just come out and like i knew that the fight was going to reference it but i didn't know they're going to go into it like that you know yeah and, yeah. and that's the movies it's a great tribute film but i mean well, that's the thing. i don't i almost don't want to say like film because it's not structured like a movie it's it's like it's it's throwing out all these great references to games all these great references to comics but it, it it's it's all over the place as far as it's pacing. It's not it's not even trying to have to have like have have any sort of pacing compared. Uh, oh, I, di- to I, di- we've I seen disagree. Before. I disagree completely. Really? How so? It builds up. And that was a, that was a that yeah, was a lot absolutely. of that was a huge complaint that a lot of people that I talked to about the movie was. They said the first forty five minutes was boring. Really? What? Yeah, that's what, what a lot of people Wait, said that really? I was talking about. And I disagree People with have them. told you from their own lips, from their own yep. brains, that the first 45 was boring? Yep. So, and, and what I movie can, were they I watching? Can, so I can see, and this, like, I can see where they're kind of coming from, but, like, I loved every second of it. But it wasn't, like, I think they were expecting legitimately three hours of Batman fighting Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think that they were expecting. No, you know what they were expecting? And I think this is where, like, you can see where DC and Marvel are really going to split. With DC, like every 15 to 20 minutes, there's like some type of fight scene or fight sequence. There's something yeah. action that goes on. Whereas with the DC movies, and we saw it especially with uh, Man of Man Steel, Steel yeah. there's going to be more story buildup than actual action. Yeah, it's, it's more about uh, the characters in the world. And I think the world of, I guess, the DC movie universe is the major difference between the comics and the movies. I think that I think that this is what kind of what I'm getting out of it. And it's probably like my brain trying to rationalize a lot of these things like Batman killing or not even killing people, but letting people die. He's a a product of his own world. This is like a grim world. This is a world where nobody trusts Superman from the get go. And in the comics, it took them a while to not trust Superman. Like he showed up and they're like, oh, saving kitties, kittens out of trees. Must be a good guy. But now they're like, what's he doing with that cat? Why does he want to save that cat? And they're all very like suspicious of him. And it took a while for Superman to get to that point in comics. So, like, right off the bat, he's on the defensive. Batman was, like, he was born in this world. He was forged from it. 
So yeah, <laughs> he, he was, was even like seen it to Alfred. You know, like you know, we, we've seen things happen, and like it was so great because yeah, I've heard that complaint from people. Oh, why is Batman like this? But he had a co- literally had the conversation with Jeremy Irons playing Alfred, who did an amazing job. By oh, the way, he was a fantastic Alfred. Yeah, Alfred was oh great. my god! But he was literally. But a lot of people that I talked to like missed that. They're like, oh, why is he like this? I mean, Batman's not like well, like what version of Batman do you have in your head? Because they clearly laid it out in this movie. Yeah. That's not your. It's it's not the version of Batman you're thinking about. But he literally was telling Alfred. You know, we've seen things. We've been through a lot. Like he's an older Batman. He's a more grizzled Batman. Like he and Alfred are like drinking scotch together. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, like in like, the comics, that makes you wonder. Like I always want. Like in the comics, at what point do we see Batman in his thirties or forties when he's like in his? I think he's ten years younger in yeah. this in the movie. Wait, and so no, no, not talking stan- about Dark the Returns. standard. The standard oh. comics, we see Batman. I want to say he's like early thirties. Like uh, uh, early to mid thirties, I want to say, because um, that's like your standard typical adult age, right? And Nightwing is like twenties. Uh, Jason Todd is late teens, and Tim Drake is like kind of in the middle there too. Uh, Jason Todd might even be maybe twenty one, and and Nightwing being uh, Dick Grayson being twenty five ish. But like, there's that gap, right? It's all different generations, all different uh, age groups. But what they did was they didn't get Dark Knight Returns Batman. They didn't get the Batman that you know uh, from Earth One. They got like that in between age. They got him ten yeah. years younger than Dark Knight Returns, which is interesting. Um, and it also, I think, it, it helps make his his history as Batman make a little more sense because you can't because you know in the comics today you have that argument, oh, why doesn't Superman just stop all the Batman villains? Oh, why doesn't the Flash? Why doesn't anyone who has superpowers? And in the movie, you can ha- you have the argument, oh, they weren't around yet. Yeah, because yeah. like Wonder Woman shows up, and and it's and it's this huge deal towards them because no one had seen her. She she'd been secretly helping out humanity in the shadows, and then like disappeared for like a hundred yeah. years. Oh, also in defense of Wonder Woman, I think she added a lot of heroism to the movie that wasn't well, there. We'll we'll, we'll talk from, about Wonder Woman in a little bit. Let's not like okay. get off rail completely. But yeah, and and I think that that like really. The the emergence of Superman is is used as as like a harbinger as, yes. of these of these superpowered people, and and that kind and now you kind of have this this um, idea of Batman's world crumbling before him. It's like he he was he was the the nightmare of all these criminals, and now <laughs> Superman just flies in and like like a bully in a schoolyard is like hang up the cape. So speaking of crumbling, let's talk about because just because it's such a powerful scene, the big opening of this movie when the crypt, when the fight between like Zod and Superman is happening and like, oh my god, Bruce I almost, like, I almost dude, got so angry I left. And really? I'll, I'll, I'll tell. Well, I'll tell you why. Because he was talking to that old man right on the phone. Yeah. And I thought he said dad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought he and said I was dad like, too, but he said Jack. You fucking kidding me <laughs> no I, I thought that was cool i thought it was cool because okay we saw the two caskets and then you know it kind of fast forwards like uh you know bruce wayne's in gotham then he gets on the phone with this guy he said jack but i heard and a lot of people that i know too heard him say dad yeah. it's weird ben affleck the word jack and dad like i don't know how you made them similar but a lot of people i know 
did hear the word dad and myself included, but he said Jack. And then when Superman and Zod were fighting and he destroys, you know, Wayne Tower inadvertently through the fight and that guy dies. I was like, oh, that's why he doesn't like Superman. Other than the fact that, you know, like he's bringing the house down. He literally killed his father. He literally brought the house down. I was like, I, (laughs) I was like, so I was about ready to get up. I was just really? like, That's you intense. fucking kidding me, Zack Snyder. Like, I'm you're a Batman changing. fan, so I'm like, you get him, Batman. You goddamn get him. <laughs> but like, so like, and I, I kind of was thinking about it, too. It's like the the mirror image of, you know, like the, the imagery in this and how Batman and Superman are different sides of the same coin would have like that would have made cool, a cool analogy where like Superman's father died in the last movie. Right. Yeah. So his mother's still alive. Batman's mom died when he was a kid and his dad's still alive. Like, it's like this weird opposite kind of mirror image going on. But it's just like, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to get up and ask for my money back. This is fucking stupid. And then I like was looking at the actor. And I was like, he doesn't even look like him. He doesn't even look like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. What the fuck are they? What's going on right now? Uh, and then I kind of like, I went on my phone really quickly and I like looked it up and it was just like, Wayne employee number, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thank God <laughs> for the actor. Um, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, then af- like, after after I realized it wasn't like bringing his dad back or not like you know killing his dad when he's supposed to die, it took was, some deep breaths, you know. <laughs> got to calm down. Got to ten. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and not too long after, uh, you know, we we get into their normal lives and everything, yeah. uh, and then we meet. I, I just want to want to get on this and get out of the way. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex oh, Luthor. Everyone, oh, God, it's terrible. Jesus Christ! Like, well, he's Alexander Luthor though. No, he's no, not no, Lex no, 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 no. So, so. No, I, well, you no not at all. No, so here's no. here's the thing, and and Zack Snyder even he even pushed out to Zack Snyder. They gave themselves a back door in case this didn't work out. Hey, so <laughs> in yeah. the movie, he says, "Yeah, you know, everyone's like, hey, congratulations on LexCorp, blah blah blah. This is awesome. You're fantastic. You're a genius." And uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Alex, I'm going to call him Alexander Luther because that's not fucking Lex Luther. Alexander Luther says. Oh, thanks. My father built this. He was always the Lex in front of the core. So his father's name is not Lionel Luther. His father's name is Lex Luther. Yeah. So I'm assuming... Which I think think is stupid. Well, yeah, they gave themselves a backdoor because they took a risk on something that wasn't straight out of the comics, which no one wants to ever fucking see ever when you see a comic book movie. Even if you go into the mentality like I did... That this is an alternate Earth. This is not the comics that I know. This is a different. Uh, this is an Elseworlds tale. Exactly. You want and to I, really, have... I really want to start a thing called Dear Hollywood. Dear Hollywood, please yeah. stop doing your own interpretation of something that we want. We want exactly <laughs> what we know and what we've seen on a big Hollywood budget. Okay. If I want a Martian Manhunter movie, I do not need your interpretation of the Martian Manhunter, rip it straight from the goddamn comic, put your millions and millions of dollars behind <laughs> it, and make it look cool. I really don't and need then you, have you Deadpool. to pull a Deadpool <laughs> and sew his mouth shut. Like, there's a video on YouTube where that director literally says, yeah, he has lasers that shoots from his eyes. I hope he surprised you. It's like, no! <laughs> no! What are you, stupid? What, 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 it's, it's like, where were you? That, that, that kid on the playground nobody wanted to play with? Hey, I got all these cool toys over here. Oh, no one to play with him. He smells like piss. It's like, you're, 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 when you, whenever Hollywood does that, whenever you do that as a director or screenwriter, you're the kid who smells like piss that nobody wants to play with in the playground. 
And that's how <laughs> I see all of you that do that. Please don't do that anymore. This Luthor, nobody wanted. And very few people I know liked it. Like I saw um, an argument online where these, guys, where these people were going at it. And someone was saying, well, maybe you didn't understand what they were going for. They were going for a crazy <laughs> Luthor. One that was like insane. And that's really cool. Oh, and go I was like, wow. Luthor is that super is like, fucking full of stupid. himself. But he... But that like the thing, so I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I, there now, this is just from a conversation I had with my friend John. He 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 mentioned how how with the moment with Lex, where he's talking to that one employee about getting the body of Zod, and he 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 knows that he has this guy in the palm of his hand. So whenever he recommends something to him, he's like, oh yeah, I'll take the body. And he says, and he, and he, he like, pushes the Jolly Rancher into his mouth and then he, because then he, then he, then he crazy because he's and weird. It's, it's, like, it's like that no, friend, you know, the person you know that, that tries too hard. That, how, he, how he put it is asserting that dominance that he that he knows he has over this person and how much pleasure he gets out of that. That's so what Lex lives for. It's, it's it's squashing the little guy, knowing that he is over someone. Like with Superman, when he had the hostage, he just he was he was so so into the moment when he when he thought he had him, and 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 that I th- at the very least is is one thing they did very well as far as their portrayal of the character. Everything else. I agree with you. Wait, 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 th- wait. So, so you think they, they did Luther well in this movie? No, one part, one piece of Luther they did really well. I, I think that if he nah. was another villain, like I like him as a villain. He was interesting. He was like he was complex. He had those like ticks, and you can tell when he lost his mind. He's not Lex Luthor. Like Very I, true. I feel like they wanted to use the Joker. But couldn't, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or the Riddler, the Joker the and the Riddler, Riddler combined, <laughs> like something like that. Like Jesse Eisenberg would have been a fantastic Riddler, just based off. Oh, of his he would have been here. a good Riddler. Yeah. Like, he but really you know, he good. actually was supposed to be Jimmy Olsen. Like uh, Zack Snyder said himself that uh, that he. Um, okay, so Jesse Eisenberg came in, and uh, that reporter, that that CIA agent who got killed in yeah, the, that was the movie with Lois Lane, yeah, that's supposed to be Jimmy. I, I didn't get that from the movie at all. I, I kind of did Olsen. with the camera. I was like, oh, is that Jimmy Olsen? And they never mentioned his name, so then I just they never did. Not. But if you look up, and he's the, like a uh, CIA agent or something. Yeah, and then you yeah. look at look it up after the movie, and that that was actually supposed to be Jesse Eisenberg's character, and it's like the whole kid. But then, but then uh, when Zack Snyder, the director, saw how weird Jesse Eisenberg was with that, he was like, hmm, I like the way you're acting. Let's put you as uh, maybe you'd be a good Lex Luthor just because the way you're acting right now. Every once in a while, that can be a good move, but not this time. No, not this time. No. And and the thing is, like when that was happening, it's like. <sighs> Okay, I get it. We have these two serious characters, so I guess he wanted Lex to be goofy just to offset that, but I don't think that was necessary. Also, I think it's a whole thing that Hollywood also wanted to shoehorn a character that the younger crowd can like kind of, even though it's a superhero movie, we don't need that. You know, they're, they're like, oh, we need, have a, we need an R-rated cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because like, like Hollywood's like these like old like fifty six year old white people. It's like, oh, we need to get like all these numbers in. Uh, do we have a young character in this movie? Well, we have two superheroes. No, 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 no. We need a young characters movie. Well, how, how are who's, young people uh, going to go see this movie? Who's hip nowadays? Uh, who's with yeah. it? It's like, oh, what about that guy from the social media? That was great. I made money. Yeah, we need a young person. It's actually so funny you mentioned that because there was, there was a moment. Money during the movie where where uh it was when the flash first shows up in the, from the uh, in, in the uh what do they call it the time time force no speed yes, force that was that the, was the flash i have some people telling yeah. me that, that was yeah. not and the flash you were wrong that so is the I flash was, i knew i knew that it probably was the flash because the speed force electricity all that but i didn't yeah, know for sure like, till a little kid to my right said that was the flash <laughs> And and I 
think that it's it's funny that that I guess some of these characters are are more apparent to a younger audience than to me, who's been reading the comics. Well, the, the Flash, <laughs> especially now with the show and everything like that, yeah. it, he's really gained a lot of popularity. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. Oh, wait, before I run out of time, I want to bring up Wonder Woman. We're gonna get to Wonder Woman. Jeez, no, I don't believe Wonder you. Woman. All right, let's talk about Wonder Woman right now. Since okay, okay, so. Now, I, this is something that I wanted to bring up because I saw this in a tweet online and I thought this was really cool. And then it happened in the, in the same theater that I went to see the film. And I, and I definitely want to bring it up. And the only point during the entire film where there was any applause from the audience was when Wonder Woman first shows up and yeah, saves Batman. That happened and to us that, also. And that's a hell of a heroic scene, and that's the kind of thing you want to see in this movie. And and there just wasn't enough of that. There was all of this. There was all of this this dynamic going on between Superman and, and well, Batman. that that's the style of the the DC movie universe, though. Yeah, but also I think, in our theater, people were cheering when Batman was kicking ass with the Arkham style game too. Oh, so dude. I don't put it out there that like the only time people actually had a reaction was just Wonder Woman. Oh no, 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 no! I'm just saying that I noticed that this, this. I mean, at least it wasn't an isolated incident because I saw it in. Uh, I mean, there, someone posted it online that it happened in their theater. Then I, then I, then it happened with me. And I was like, someone oh, that's fell asleep really in neat. my theater. <laughs> wow! Really? I leg- legit snoring, and he woke up at the after the credits. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I'll be but like, really hard. even in our theater. Yeah, people reacted to like the whole um, when the whole Batman fight scene. Yeah, but it was a much louder reaction when Wonder Woman showed up. And that's because people want to see superheroes be superheroes. They want to see that action. When when Wonder Woman was showing off like her lasso and the and the uh, her arm guards, that was it was so cool to actually see those done well. Oh yeah, Wonder and, Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman is awesome. And like what I really and the liked, entire Doomsday fight was great. See, so, like I wish it wasn't Doomsday though. Uh, yeah, I, I really wish it was a Doomsday, and I really wish they didn't show us every goddamn thing in the trailer. Well, I, I oh. mean, like th- this movie should have been three movies, realistically, um, yeah. and we could have gotten into so much deeper th- like territory with it. But they needed to to play catch up because they felt they need to, even though they didn't really need to. That's but, a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they could have had yeah, a really they... good narrative with Batman and Superman's dynamic because I. I didn't really didn't buy when when Batman just goes, "What did you say?" and he's like, "Martha, oh, my mother's so... also named Martha." Oh yeah, that's such bullshit. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Martha. Like, What's your mom's name? Martha. We're what? best friends. Did we just yeah, become best friends? Life. Yep. Like, like that what? was such lazy screenwriting. It's oh, like, oh, no. they need to have something just because. It's like, okay, aren't these writers being paid a lot of money to <laughs> sit and think of this stuff? And here we are, like, so many fans out there who who don't make as much as these people are thinking of better plots and better way to have this movie move forward and to have this actual fight. And for that to happen, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, I feel like Seriously. a lot of stuff was thrown in this movie just to be thrown in. Seriously, it was, yeah, thrown in just to be thrown in. And uh, it's like somebody literally wrote, and Wonder Woman will check an email, and that will have all the cameos for the Justice League. That person needs to be kicked in the goddamn head. Okay. Like, we're not being paid millions of millions of millions of dollars, but every fan and everything I see online, everyone's coming up with a better way to do this, including us. And these writers, literally, someone literally is paying a lot of money and wrote down email, Wonder Woman clicking on logos oh God, that are made, that and so you'll see all the cameos. Stupid. But I'm actually really confused about that part, too, that entire plot thread with her act being after that, that those files. Like, well, she was trying oh, to get like, where, where, where Batman and Wonder Woman are So along, she was trying like, to get like, her digital... Message, and they're, like, emailing each other back and forth. Hey, I know what yeah. you're doing. 
doing? Lol, a heart face emoji. Wait, so she was trying to get her digital picture that's been on the that, that's probably been on the internet in some or probably been on a computer connected to the internet at like some point in time. Well, we're and then to believe it gets that emailed it, to her. I mean, like not yeah. Now it is after Batman fucking emails <laughs> it to her. But like before that, the only way it existed was Lex had a copy of it. So she wanted to get rid of that. I think Probably, that was her so whole point. You don't like, think Lex would have like backups of, of something like that? I mean, like I, I feel like we're she's underestimating Lex Luthor at that point. I think well, that was. I her mean, thing. everyone. Also, she wanted to get rid of the. I think she also wanted to get rid of the backups. Yeah, she was trying That's to like, like, just get rid of yeah, everything. She, I, yeah. I agree. It was a stupid plot point. It shouldn't have been in there. It felt like Swordfish. Remember that movie? Oh God. Yeah. The only good part to come out of that is we got to see Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne being an idiot. And we got to see how annoyed oh, yeah. he gets when he when he thinks no one else is watching, because he's just like, "Oh, this isn't the bathroom." I thought it was. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll figure it. Out. I'll figure it out. And then like, you know, like uh, that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, and Mercy like <laughs> like walks away, and you see him snap back out of it and gain his posture, and he just like rolls his eyes because he's so disgusted with himself. Yeah, that he had to. <laughs> yeah, that he had to. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. It's like, where, I don't know where Ben Affleck went to go take acting lessons, but wherever he went, I mean, thank God, because they, that small little scene was amazing. Yeah, with him rolling his eyes, like, oh, I can't believe I had to do that. Anyway, Alfred, what's up? Also, Mercy just walking away while Bruce Wayne is in that server room. Like, what? I yeah. No. Come on. Yeah, but though, like, I, I thought that she was, her character was going to be a little more important. <laughs> so she might yeah. still be alive. Be in the comics, she's an Amazon. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the comics, he he always has it's mercy and hope in their Amazonian warriors that he hires, which makes mm. him more of a fucking badass. And in some of the animated series in the movies, she's like an android or something. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but so when, like she's, she's like she's like an a, Amazonian like android. Ooh, that'd be great. If she's both. <laughs> but like going back to like again to back to Wonder Woman, like she did, she was great in the movie. Like did love seeing like how she fought. She fought like. Yeah. How yes. I felt like a warrior should fight. Oh, she loved it too. Did you and see going the nuts. smile oh, on her yes. face? Oh when God. she got hit, she yes. was like, "Ooh, that was nice." No, the, the, <laughs> see, the thing I loved, she, the thing I loved that she said was, um, the thing I loved that she said was, "I've faced monsters before. I've defeated monsters before." It's like, yes, you have. Yeah. You've defeated many monsters, and it showed the different dynamics between the characters. Like we got to see that Batman's like a martial arts master. Wonder, yes. Woman's a, Wonder Woman's a warrior. She fought like a warrior. She was moving around, cutting like abominations, like ankles and whatnot, stabbing. And her spots, and she like, her, her magic base was able to like uh, hurt Doomsday because yeah. Kryptonians have no we have no advantage against magic. And, but but know, still though, okay, she was able. You saw her like fighting like a warrior, moving in and out, and it showed yeah. like Clark yeah. basically being a brawler. That's all he a knows brawler. how to do, just hit stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> still though, I I still believe like the way this movie was made. There's a lot of plot points. That were thrown in there just to be thrown in there. That if you removed them, it probably would not have made any difference in this movie. Wonder Woman's one of them, I want to say. You know? Yeah. And it's it's horrible because she's such a good character. And she's such a good character and they did her such an injustice. Yeah, if we did take her out, uh, she it, it would be the same movie. But they just really needed to put her in there because DC wanted needs to catch up to Marvel. And just on the record... DC, none of the fans asked for this. None of yeah. us wanted you to rush. I mean, I would have loved it if the Wonder Woman movie came out. You know, like Zack Snyder did this version of Batman. Boom, do that. You know, and then, you know, also the next Man of Steel should have done that. And then all these other origin movies. You got The Flash. You got Cyborg. You got, uh, I want to go back to Cyborg in a second. And Aquaman. And then you do Dawn of the Justice League. And you do Darkseid and stuff. 
when they show the cyborg cameo, there's already Gross. a mother box there I that bonds with cyborg. him. <laughs> I like I like cyborg, he but sucks. I had a problem with with a mother box already existing on Earth. It's like, wait a minute, isn't a mother box like? Didn't that happen because of? I think it was it the Flashpoint paradox. Well, I, uh, again, this is, this is an alternate like. This is an Elseworlds, so we can't like really rely on that. Like, we, yeah. we, what we have to ask ourselves is: It possible that a mother box came to Earth before Dark Side? Yeah. To, to be fair, we, there was an Infinity Gauntlet in the first Thor film, so yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, the same deal. It is kind of putting the cart before the horse, uh, but they, you know, they're playing really catch up, is. so they need to like just fucking yeah, whatever. Who cares? Mother box. <laughs> just, yeah, throw, it out. <laughs> throw it out there. It's fucking, I love it's how, like, there. Why not? I love but how, yeah, like, so in the just, movie, Cyborg's dad is Miles Dyson from Terminator 2, the man yeah. who created Skynet. <laughs> it's also um, Cyborg's dad. He was also in Smallville. He played Emil, Dr. Emil uh, Hamilton. Uh, he's always the crazy scientist guy, that guy. Like, always. He's in something else, too, that I can't remember that he played he's a similar in, role. Uh, Scandal, he plays, like, this secret head of, like, this uh, oh, I don't watch powerful, that shit. The, the, the NSA and the CIA. It's, like, this underground uh, thing. But, yeah, he's, also, he's still a man in charge of, like, a government something. But uh, I want to touch upon on Doomsday. Oh, so he, wonderful Doomsday. Uh, I mean, like, he could have been Bizarro, and you would have gotten the same fight. I would have preferred Bizarro. Uh, if they tie, and they could have like tied it in with like the Flash bre- breaking like reality by going through t- time, so like there's like a mirror reality or something, and then Lex abuses that, and then no, like Zara. legit, just clo- just do what they did in animated series. He tried to clone Superman, was unsuccessful, turns into Bizarro. No, but my way would have would have tied in more characters. My way would have tied in uh, how the clone is unsuccessful of Superman and tied in Superboy, Steel, Eradicated Superman, and (laughs) Cyborg Superman. Yeah, I think if they did Bizarro also, though, it would be less confusing and conflicting than if they went any other route. It's like they make Bizarro, it's a clone of Superman, doesn't work. Oh, well, at least you have some strong Kryptonian. Even though he's a mongoloid, can still fight like Superman. Doing the whole, like, split universe things could make it way too confusing for one movie or just, like, where it's going oh, yeah. right now. Like we don't need <laughs> we don't need the multiverse right now in this movie in like the DC universe. We need Even though they already have it. Even though technically they already have it. You're right. We <laughs> yeah. don't need that right now. Cuz I was thinking yeah. the same thing also. Like maybe like Flash like split the universe and like we got the Red Sun and he showed up and he would have been the one that fought Superman. And Superman could see like what he could become if he landed somewhere else. You know? Well, yeah, and I kind of got that impression from that future vision where, because, I mean, even Batman was similar to how he's portrayed in Red Sun as, like, this rebel against uh, Superman, and you have, like, the, the, um, I guess, his own Superman army holding, um, imprisoning him. I mean, I thought that the, the future scene was cool. It just felt very, like, out of place when it happened. But, yeah, no, I mean, as far as, as far as Doomsday goes, I was glad that he at least had had a second form that looked a lot more like the character. This isn't uh, even my final but, form yet. Yeah. And, I mean, the first form looked a lot more like Zod. And I, and I think in the context where they were trying to, like, tie the two characters in, together, um, it, it makes a little more sense that he doesn't look exactly like he does. But, yeah, it does feel like they kind of blew their load early with introducing yeah. Doomsday because he's supposed to be this character that shows up towards towards like Superman's prime, not right. beginning. Right. He's supposed to be that character that that humbles everyone because you see Superman lose after years upon years of this person 
always winning. And that that's 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 the strength in Doomsday. And and that was I mean, yeah, Superman kind of so he he kind of drew had a draw with him, but it it and she didn't have the, it'll never have the same weight that it could have if there was more of a buildup over over a series of films. Right. So like in my opinion, it should have been Man of Steel, and then we get Man of Steel two. Man of Steel two, you know, kind of just takes shades of this movie, right? Like. Uh, he is solidifying himself in the Daily Planet. He's kind of having a little bit of a work-life balance issue because Perry's like, where the fuck is Clark at any given point? Why do I even hire him? <laughs> and we get some more of that stuff and maybe have like Parasite as a villain. You know, someone yeah. like mine like that, but it's still <laughs> visually really cool. <laughs> that would have been so awesome. <laughs> and then we have Batman. And then we see like, you know, Batman's been operating for a while. Um, you know, he's got some regrets. We can see just nothing but fucking Batman and maybe throwing one of the Robins in there too. Maybe Tim Drake is hanging out. Like we don't know what's going on. And yeah. then Suicide Squad. Then um, we have the Wonder Woman movie. And then like eventually like we need to build up to fucking Doomsday. Like you were saying, Amber, like we can't Seriously. just like Doomsday. Like, yeah, and just not, throw and him not in even there. Marvel is, is, do, is, is doing a, one Avengers movie after the other. They, they're having they're having years and years in, in between these films. So like, and it just feels like DC just wants to get all of these all of these, and I don't mean this boring origin stories out of the way, um, and cram them together so we don't have to see them. So so that we can just go straight to a trilogy of Avengers. What's the equivalent of an Avengers movie? And I mean, yeah, I'm tired of seeing Batman's origin story. I'm tired of seeing Superman's origin story. Yeah, but. I would like to know more about maybe um, some characters in the Justice League, like Flash, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, um, oh, Cyborg, that, can, that aren't touched on as much. Can we agree that the black military guy is just Martian Manhunter, that we haven't found that out yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I want to say he really is. He's got to be. Yeah. He's like, got to be. Come on. Come on. Like, because like, because like, the, the, that's what that's what they did on uh, Supergirl. Like, yeah. I don't watch the show, but I did watch the the the, uh, the crossover with Flash. Oh, I haven't watched that. And yet. Uh, yeah, and uh, spoiler alert: if you guys it? don't have don't watch Supergirl, uh, it's uh, terrible. But uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of ordinary um, a lot of ordinary muggles like it because they're used to talking about the weather. And after <laughs> you talk about the weather, what's in, what's interesting? Fucking anything else. Um, so cause no, because you, you see it all over Twitter. Like, hey, my guys, the greatest show ever. Thank you guys for making it. It's like, well, what else do you talk about? And if you look at those people on Twitter, it's like, oh, this thing is great. Look, it's the weather's going to be good this weekend. Yeah, we're going to put chicken on fire and grill it. Yeah. And it's the like, the hate okay. is so real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just like, of course you think this thing's amazing. Anyway, so, so the Flash crossover was actually really cool. And it, and it made the show like good because you have the people who were doing the Flash, who is a pretty good show. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but like the, the black military guy, he is the Martian Manhunter, and I really didn't see that coming, and they actually did a really good job with his costume and everything. What'd you, did you guys see that? You should uh, I, that I, heard it, I heard it. I did not. I, it I, actually, I was surprised, because with how crappy Supergirl is, with its lazy yeah. writing and like everything, whatever, whatnot, the special effects aren't bad, but on the Flash, it's much better with the effects. Uh, Martian Manhunter looked legit. Well, it's like, the same effects house. like the Martian Manhunter. Is it really? Yeah. So I was I was watching something. I don't remember what it was, but it was saying how, uh, or I was listening to something. Uh, I think it was actually Dolce's podcast. I think I was listening to Michael Dolce, Secrets of the Sire. Sire. Talking yeah. no, was, every Friday, eleven a.m. Um, on TalkingAlternative.com. I was listening to it just just on my way home, and he was talking to a guy who was like kind of like you know he is in the industry. So uh, he was saying that what. Greg Berlanti did, who is like the you know the head behind Arrow, uh, Flash, and now Supergirl, 
mm-hmm. uh, is that he has his own effects like studio in house that's just working on their their shows. So where that's you see awesome. things like Agents of Shield, like theirs has been getting better. There's effects, but they were started out pretty crappy because they just outsourced and like whatever. Who cares? It looks halfway decent. But what Greg Berlanti did is he just got like an in house thing, and they work exclusively on the flash and arrow and supergirl and they have things months in advance and you can even see that too oh. they have a lot of like how they made episodes like the first grod episode they had a whole little featurette on how they, they did grod what? yeah i have yeah. to watch that holy yeah, crap because it, like it was amazing cool. when uh oh my god like one of the latest episodes where uh where the flash had to lure uh king shark out into the ocean and he ran really like that was incredible i mean oh my god they do a really good job those oh, yeah. uh those guys and gals who work on that stuff uh, uh, oh, it was great and before yeah. we, we transition to the next segment, I just want to say the biggest disappointed disappointment for me and Batman v Superman was there is no Batman squint. <laughs> There's so Are many sure? one liners that could have been replaced with a squint. Are you sure? And it would have been a lot didn't, better. It, didn't it happen when he had the power suit on? Like not really, no. So like when uh-huh. he was about to get annihilated by the doomsday heat vision, instead of saying, oh shit, which was terrible, he should have just said the Batman squint. <laughs> that would have been so much better. And then Wonder Woman saves him, and it's like, okay, who cares? And, and 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 that's the biggest disappointment to me. I knew all this stuff was happening because the trailer. Yeah. And it's weird because there are people who have seen the movie who have avoided the trailers, which is weird because if you spend any time online, I mean, even like regular Muggle TV, like ABC News or CBS, they all have like these images in the trailers playing. So it's weird that people have avoided it. But uh, that was the biggest disappointment to me, that everything... Uh, was in the trailer. And when all these parts come up, uh, you're just not wild because you've seen it already. I mean, there were still some surprises and I still thought the movie was better than expected because my expectation was rock bottom. But yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. that and uh, uh, just to get out of the way, uh, Doomsday looking like a Ninja Turtle slash, you know, the the, the troll from Lord of the Rings. Slash Snoke, like Snoke's older jock brother. Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) you have have this huge, big budget. Why don't you just make him look like Doomsday? I don't understand that. It's like, you know what? We could make him look exactly like that, but people are expecting that. Let's make it different. They would never expect that. Make (laughs) him look interesting. And then they they get, you know, someone okays all the look and everything. Everything you know what? That's good. He doesn't look any like the comic. That's good. Jesse Eisenberg is weird. Uh, let's get the studio to cut down movie time. Uh, let's do all this. Okay, throw it out there. Boom! Everybody have a good time. Like what? he was basically the Hulk. He was just the Gray Hulk. Like he was the yeah. abomination. And even even is what when he was. even when he yeah even when he transformed, yeah. he looked the same. He just had spikes. He didn't he like really three look any different. Yeah. Exactly. I got really and excited when they when uh, when he was first being born. It was like oh no, the chrysalis was, chamber or something. That and I was, was like, ah. the biggest load of garbage. So Doomsday came about in this universe through Lex Luthor's blood and Zod's fingertips, in some matrix and a thirty-seven percent functioning ship. <laughs> exactly in a ship that all of a sudden I, I love the like, override. Oh, okay, it was uh, like the, the council has decided you know, that an abomination will never be created again. That's so exactly. evil. And he's like, well, "Where's the council? Dead." That's what I thought. <laughs> Commence yeah, operation. And, exactly, <laughs> so and the, and then and then the ship is like, oh, "Okay, well, if it's dead, we don't have to follow any of these rules, even though we're a computer." I I, I don't know. It was it's it's really weird. And then they're like, "Okay, cool." And then what? It's like okay, how do you, how do you just okay him? Because you had Zod's fingerprints, but you but you know he's not Zod. Is the thing the ship wasn't talking to him or referring to him as right. Zod, even though he got in with Zod's fingertips. It's it so knew weird. that it wasn't Zod. So do it's you, like, how did you just okay do you guys? Do you guys think that the reason why 
Doomsday looked like 30% of the comic book Doomsday, it's because the ship was functioning at 37% capacity. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Damn it. You're welcome. <laughs> God damn, damn it. How dare great. you, Greg? <laughs> how dare you? I'll, I'll just say this, like, really quick. Um, damn, I was never good. a big fan of, like, Gal Gadot. Like, I hated her accent, like, whichever, whichever really... Fast and Furious movie she was in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, she died in it. So, but still, I hate her accent. And this year, I can't for, remember it because it's so bad. But for this, it actually worked. Her accent worked yes. for Wonder Woman. Like I yeah. really liked it. It's like, oh, yeah, she's an Amazonian. Yeah, she, Why she, wouldn't she have an accent? She did fantastic. I mean, even as a civilian, I thought she she was she was cool. I mean, in her civilian attire, um, like I think that she went above and beyond what everyone expected. Yeah, she I agree. actually I re- did. I really like her. Too. She can act, and it, it came out great. Uh, hopefully, they're not going to mess up her movie, which they're going to, because again, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be an interpretation of the Wonder Woman story, even though it's a really, really cool, badass story. If you guys have never seen the DC animated movie Wonder Woman, oh, they're not doing see anything that. resembling that. I guarantee it. They're doing World. I know. War yeah, War. I'm saying they're going to mess it up. That's exactly I what I'm I have, saying. I have some hope for that because, like, based on like what I've seen in terms of like you know photographs from it, it looks like. They're, t- they're interpreting it, but I think that, like, I'm hoping that they do okay. And I could be like eating show. my words later, but... Because, like, uh, like uh, DC had this, like, sneak preview thing with uh, Kevin Smith, and they showed some footage, and I was like, that looks like like, like a CW TV show. Like, what? This is weird. This is weird. It didn't look like a big blockbuster <laughs> movie to me. Well, like, she was in the woods on a horse, like, fighting fucking World War One, which is, like, the most gruesome, like... Yeah, like gray area war that you can really think of, you know, like that. That was, could be really cool. Yeah. So I mean, we'll yeah. we'll ultimately see. I do have some high hopes. I I have my hopes are higher because of Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll end up seeing. Which brings me into my secret question. Secret question. Should I should I do it? No, it's not a thing. It's a thing now. So, as everyone knows, at just about, I try to make it an hour, but sometimes we just go over the hour mark. Uh, I ask everyone on the podcast my secret question. It's not a question that they know. It's not a question that I even know until it comes up to secret question time. Most of the time, Um, and I usually end up stalling a lot, like you know, explaining to you what a secret question is in case it's the first time you've ever tuned in. (laughs) <laughs> so guys we talked about Batman v Superman we talked about how it's like uh, the Dark Knight Returns we talked about what we liked what we didn't like we talked about our experiences in the theater what I want to ask you is this taking out every movie that we know is uh, announced coming up in the DC cinematic universe assuming they go beyond that what character would you like to see have this gritty portrayal for DC comics specifically um, oh, the gritty portrayal because I feel like that's what people have a problem with with the well, DC that's what I'm asking you to make mm-hmm. and I have a problem with people who so, have that problem because they're like oh my god like the Superman bat- this is just not what I remembered it's like what are you 50 and you're like you got the Adam West version <laughs> dun, dun, okay. da, 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 da. like I don't shots fired <laughs> so we'll start off with Amber oh god yes um, I love this part okay dark and gritty um okay well I oh I already, I already know what think... you're gonna say well I mean like I I, I want to say Batwoman, and, yeah. and and she has she actually has a, a few stories that involve Wonder Woman, so that could tie in really well. Um, or even just, just with Batman with a, in general. What? 
you can tie her in with Batman even easier. Yeah, and, Wonder and, Woman. and I mean, and, and I think in in the in the more recent, oh, kind of re- not recent anymore, but um, J. H. William and uh, Hayden Blackman run, they sure. had because uh, she she she's like the X Files of Gotham. So she was recently trying to figure out what was going on with this like Hydra and the and like Killer Croc was like getting more and more mutated, and uh, and what it turns out they're like using magic and like Wonder Woman has to has to join her in this like search for for ways to like to stop whatever's going down and it ties in it ties in um, the the detective work that Batman and slash like Batwoman are like well known for mm-hmm. it has some great what uh, would have some great room for special effects uh, it could tie in the universes because I mean, I mean films because you know Wonder Woman. And or Batman. Yeah, I mean, I would say my second choice, though. Yeah, my second choice would be Raven because Raven's story is hella dark. That would be cool. Trigon. I don't know if Raven would warrant her own movie, though. Yeah, I mean, the thing. Yeah, she need you kind of need the 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 rest of the DCU to get that scale of of what her story entails. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good good choices. Uh, Serge, what about you? Oh my god. This is a huge thing here. Um, well, let's see if they do this with the Green Lantern Corps. Because I personally like the story of the Green Lanterns. And like, I well, want to see how far they I think they already announced go. that, didn't they? They already announced they're doing a Green Lantern movie. Yeah, they did. But we don't know like what style it's going to be. I mean, right. we saw the last one. Right. But the question and I would love to see, I would love to see personally happen. the Jon Stewart Green Ooh, Lantern. That would no, be really is, cool. Yeah. Do you like, get it like, more origin-y, though? So like, he's in war? Exactly. Oh, exactly. I, I love that story. And to see that, I think, in this Zack Snyder style, I, Zack Snyder style, I think would really, really like like give it a push, you know. And he would definitely fit in, in this verse. He would definitely fit with these characters, with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I think it would be a really good fit. So if they were to do it in that style with Jon Stewart, ah, man, like, I, ah, I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh, yeah. want to see that. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Dave, what about you? Believe it or not, I can't think of anything. It's like, uh, other than another Batman, but a specific Batman story, I can't think of anything, honestly. Why not just go Batman Beyond? Again, like, without going through, like, a Batman story, it's like... Uh, but like Would that be a WB property? Maybe not DC? Like, what well, I would no, like... Well, I, well, the question was for a DC property, and yeah, Batman okay. isn't isn't confirmed yet. They haven't announced it, so Batman Beyond would be, like, a, a totally legitimate... That's yeah. true, yeah. You know what I mean? Or just, like, the, I, want, I, would like, I would like to see the killing joke honestly done in this style. Like, I really want to see oh, yeah, a live-action killing joke. I would hope to see that, where the next Batman movie they have with Batflick would be the killing joke. Yeah. You That'd know. be interesting. I wonder if they would if they would use the same. I mean, it really depends on how uh, Suicide Squad goes. But um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of well. think that he, that he might be like a, that 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 he might be a new Joker. So I mean, I know that's like an idea floating around the web. But um, would they have a different Joker from from their past? And would that be like the story? Would would they go with like the original ending of of the comic? That was that's like it was implied in the comic. But I think the writer said that. Um, that it, it, the killing joke is the is is supposed to be the story that that breaks Batman and he and then he kills the Joker at the end, and that's kind of the end of of the Joker. But and then they wove it into the DCU, so now he didn't kill the Joker, so yeah. fine. But it could be neat. It could be it could lead into the current continuity pretty well. Like well, do you have any other like character that was popping up like DC wise, not WB wise, and. It just wouldn't work with the character, I think, because he'd be too funny. It would be Lobo. Oh, that would work perfectly. 
I think that would work. I don't know. I think he's like too. I think he's too funny though. Like it'd be, it. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like aesthetically, would work. But I don't know. Something about like Lowe being no, dude. They're working in style. There's 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 humor in this movie. I mean, didn't you see Superman? They can cast the mountain. It didn't didn't you watch what they tried to pass off as Lex Luthor? That was pretty funny. <laughs> I'll give also, you that. You know, but the death of Superman that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, no, I, I think Lobo would actually fit in really, really yeah, yeah. well. And, and I'd, be, I'd be excited to see that. And they could even tie it into the Green Lantern films a little bit. God or damn it. Superman. You know what? That's that's what they did in the, the cartoon. Do, do a Lobo film. Give me like a personal trainer for like a year. I'll be Lobo. Dude, I would love if Jeffrey Dean Morgan was Lobo. He's got the voice for it. Mm-hmm. Or even it's, just uh, to make you, him Greg? CG and, and Brad Garrett. Uh, for me, I would really love a Legion of Superheroes movie. So we get to see what the future looks like for in, in this world. And oh, towards the end, they actually got really dark, like or at least what I remember. Um, they started dealing with like like racism almost where like people on Earth were just like, get these fucking aliens off of my planet. Get them off of Earth. We don't want them here anymore. And they really had this negative reaction to everything. And it actually, based on what I remember, had a similar imagery to what they had in Batman v Superman, where they started like defacing Superman like monuments and statues. So it got really out of hand. I think that would be really fucking cool. Here's uh, my question, real quick. Not to yeah. interrupt you, Greg, but just like it just dawned on me yesterday. Where I was watching um, Teen Titans versus the Justice League, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I asked Serge the same exact question after we. I finished haven't watched watching. the movie yet, so I might. Well, not no, it's, it's, it's nothing to do with it whatsoever. But I asked Serge okay. the same exact question after we finished watching Batman v Superman. Why, in any good health, I know we don't have the mentality, but why would you commit a crime or do anything in this fucking world, knowing that either a Batman's going to fuck you up or Superman's going to show you up like Superman. Like he's a boy scout. But if you think about it, he's very fucking intimidating, man. Well, so like I guess it goes up the mentality of what we're doing isn't big enough for their attention. And like sometimes you know, it's funny. I mean, that was exactly my answer. Greg. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Because I figure, oh, we're just going to steal this thing. Like, why the hell would we know where these guys show up? And it's like, oh, crap, it's Batman. Yeah. It, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you think of Superman, he's fighting aliens, he's protecting the Earth, he's part of the Justice League, you know, he's he's doing these huge things. So you're sitting there going like, oh, yeah, I but, just need a couple bucks, I'm going to rob this mom and pop shop. <laughs> but yeah, but then like, what are the fight, odds? People like fight back and it's like, I, I get it, you're a criminal, but it's like, I'm robbing someone, all of a sudden like I hear like the batarang or see, ba- or, I wouldn't see Batman, I'd probably feel him first, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, oh, it's the bat. All right, I'm laying down. Take me in. Don't don't hurt me. I'm done. I'll tell you anything you want to know. My mom's maiden name, social security number, what type of coffee I like. Just just don't hurt me. Well, or you, bat, you say that you say that now, but when fear kicks in and adrenaline kicks in, you know, it's fight or flight. And I bet yeah. everyone wants to be able to say they fought Batman. Yeah. Also, every villain is always surprised when they see him. Like, yeah. it's not just like, ah, I've been expecting you. No, every petty criminal is like, oh crap. Like they're crapping themselves. He was like, "Oh damn!" And some of them were like, "Oh, I didn't think he was real." Like in this movie, that the cop who saw him was like, and that was a funny moment where the cop just like <laughs> he goes in a room and, and the bat flicks is up there, this massive bat person, yeah, <laughs> up in oh, a man. corner. <laughs> Dude, he was terrifying as Batman. Fucking terrifying. He was. Oh so my god, he just was. the moment that, that followed is terrifying. Where he was like zipping around the room like a fucking monster. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so, so cool. Oh my god! Voice. Yeah, when, when the cops came in the beginning and like they were they're trying to like uh, rescue those those girls and they're like, no, yeah. he's still here. But we were like, they knew that they, like he was good, but they're like, uh, yeah, we're not getting out of this cage because he's still here. Like we were saved by a devil. And yeah. you feel like the screams and the battering upstairs. It's like it's terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I was like, holy crap, that's what it's like. Because yeah. never, I've never yeah. gotten that feeling in another movie. And like Christopher Nolan really did a huge thing with Batman, but I think. He didn't get Batman himself right. He got right. everything else correct, I think, yeah. but he did not. I would love to see the Batfleck in like Christopher Nolan setting with the Hans Zimmer music, even though Hans Zimmer said he's actually not going to do. Yeah, apparently, any this more movie music. broke him. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I know. He, he, well, he, he says it takes a lot of time to do this. Like he said, the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies took eleven years of music for out of his Jeez. life to do, and this one took also years of his life to do. And he, I guess, wants to do other stuff and. I, I, I get, you know, I, I agree, you know, I, yeah. hey, if you want to do other stuff and if you're that creative, you want to do different projects. But if they keep coming to him with these superhero movies, he's going to be like, ah, oh, I want to do something cool and funky. But you can't really get too funky as a musician with this material. You have to have a certain standard. So I'm thinking that's why maybe he creatively he felt he couldn't really do that much. And 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 Hans Zimmer, uh, for everyone he does he's done a ton of movies. He's done uh, the incredible score for Interstellar. That musical score was absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, he's on the Nolan Batman. Look him up, Hans Zimmer. And you've you've heard him, and he doesn't want to do superhero movies anymore. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the other thing that I want to say, just uh, a second part to my secret question, um, mm-hmm. I would love for a like a fucking uh, the question movie. Like that guy was cool. If you remember him, we from already have one. Watchmen. No, no, like like a legit, like straight out like <laughs> Justice League, like that, like noir detective kind of thing. It'd be cool. Like he would well, be. I, I think. He, I think he. He, would, he, he would fit perfectly. The only the only uh, amount of him I know is, is what I saw of him in, in the 52 run, but he was great. No, he was a, oh, yeah. he was a fun character. Yeah, he is. Watch him in Alfred uh, Orr's story. Ha ha. What'd you say? He was like British. Oh, I would love to see that. An Alfred Orr's story when he was like part of the British SAS or whatever the fuck he did before yeah. he became like Alfred I would Pennyworth. Love, I would love that. I don't know. Like, um, okay. Okay. All right, uh, we're a bit over time, but uh, before before we end here, it was a good uh, secret question, Greg. Um, I, I want everyone's final thoughts on Batman versus Superman. Everyone's final thoughts. Start off with uh, Greg. Seven out of ten. I I, I liked it. it. It had I had its gripes with it. I look forward to when it comes out digitally, so I can watch it again. I'm not going to pay for it again. Um, <laughs> if you like Man of Steel, you will probably like this movie. It, it does have some corny parts and stuff that I disagree, but like, you know what? It's it's not fantastic for, and that's what I was expecting going into it. All right. And uh, Amber, final thoughts? Decent, but not great. What it wanted to do, it knew what it wanted to do, I think, in it, and what it had was fun, but it had a million things wrong with it, and that just hold, held it back. And uh, Dave, final thoughts, Batman vs. Superman? I agree with Greg. 7 out of 10. It was good, but I didn't come in my pants good, so... Well, there we go. And uh, my final thoughts, uh, you know, same thing. It was uh, the bar was set very low for me. So going into it, the bar set really, really low. I thought the movie was a lot better than I thought it was. Good Batman movie. Not great for Superman fans at all. Not great for Superman fans. Uh, he's kind of shortchanged there. But and as a Batman fan, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I want to reserve judgment on rating it until the director's cut comes out. Because supposedly, hey, it could... 
put a bandit on the continuity issue everyone uh, has with it and the pacing issue. But uh, overall, I thought it wasn't a bad movie. Uh, I'm going to go see it again with another friend who wants to go uh, see it with me. And yeah, Batman vs. Superman, everyone. Those are our thoughts. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Bad Coyote Funky podcast each and every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Catch us live and join in, in the chat at twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Uh, don't forget to like us, everything, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on Facebook. Let, let you know when we go live and when anything new is posted on badcoyotefunky.com. Everything you actually care about with all the saturated fat and news fluff. Also, uh, for you Android users, don't forget to check it out on SoundCloud. And I think there's also a podcast app as well on Android. So until then, this has been uh, Booster Greg. What up? Dave the Bearded Menace. I am the knight. <laughs> Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Thank you guys again for tuning in each and every Thursday at 9.30. Check us out on iTunes, uh, liking us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and checking out badcutyfunky.com. Until next week, Thursday, we'll see you later, and we'll or we'll see you another uh, time. Or we'll see you. I never... So, guys, uh, we're going to try out a new segment tonight uh, for everyone, and we're calling it Shoutouts. This is a point where we, as the cast of the Bad Gary Funky Podcast, get to you know share our thanks, share our gratitude, shout out people or objects or things or whatever we really want to do that has helped us out for this week for this podcast or has influenced in one way or another. So, um, let's start with... With uh, Sergio, Sergio, anyone you want to shout out? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd like to thank all the people who come to the podcast and listen to us, and also that check us out during the week when we game. Currently playing the Division on PS4, and uh, coming up soon, we've got Hyperlight Drifter on the PC, the new indie game. So I'd like to shout out a couple different people who who come by and make the stream awesome. We got uh, Adam, who's a Soul Ghetto guy. We got Crazy Glue. Uh, he developed <laughs> this crazy idea instead of having gogurt you put uh mayo and it's called mayo and it's the most incredible <laughs> joke i've heard in a while uh goku corn we also got robot bear jason who comes by all the time uh we also got uh sam hatrick uh the other members of the bad kitty funky podcast everyone um who else we got uh cheese star uh, a great uh twitch streamer who checks us out and um you know just sees everything that we do uh all the other twitch streamers um you know we got my buddy uh uh, big t as well we're we're gonna be at pax uh random steve we got um uh next human and uh yeah everybody who comes by and checks us out and has a good time so i also want to shout out robot bear uh and actually adam as well 
for tuning in with me when I do my stream on Saturday nights for bedtime stories. They're usually there with me. We're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, guys, for, for coming on there. I want to shout out, not this week, but out for uh, Cloverfield Lane. I want to shout out my movie buddies who, since we're not all in the same room. Sorry, guys, breaking the illusion. Uh, we're not all in the same room. I go with a different crew to go see movies. So I want to shout out them. I want to shout out Carl. Sean um, and all of my friends who kind of helped me with the editing process of the of this podcast and give me tips and tricks. Uh, so thanks, guys. Chris, we greatly appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone who listens again, just reiterating that everyone listens on SoundCloud. We be we have our best month ever this month. So yes. thank you guys for that. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so oh fucking cool. So thanks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, leave us comments, feedback. We want to we get better so we can have another best month ever. Yeah. Um, it's always crazy, guys. Behind the scenes, we're looking at numbers and see how many people are actually listening. And it's, it's incredible. Thank you guys a lot. Yeah. And thank my girlfriend because, you know, she doesn't listen. But just in case she does. In case she, that, yeah. You know. Emily, um, awesome. Uh, Amber, was there anyone you wanted to shout out that really helped with the podcast this week for you? Or just in your life in general? Or? Oh, yeah. Just in general. Like, I mean, right off the bat, <laughs> Sam Hadrick for asking me that one night if I wanted to help you guys with a new idea you guys had and and, and be on our first podcast. That was really cool of Sam to, to ask me. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank all my friends on Facebook who always like, share my, my our podcast around. Uh, anyone who likes it on Facebook, Twitter, any of that social media. Um, John Tornator, who, who really appreciates... All, all of the topics we talk about, and he's given me so much constructive feedback, and he just makes me feel so good about being on on this on the show. And of course, like you guys said, everyone who tunes in to listen, it's so rewarding just to see those view numbers go up. You're on here all the time, and and you, and you, and and, it, and, it, and it's, it's it's fun. But when you see those numbers that people are actually, you guys are listening to us, it just it means so much. And every share means a ton and we all appreciate it and dave what about you so i would like to thank uh water-based lubricant because it gets me where i need to be mm-hmm. um no silicone base but water-based because it's a bit better in my opinion doesn't sure, make yeah. any well, you're stain. silicone base too so yeah that yeah makes sense. It, it doesn't stain so um but no, my buddy lucas who is like our biggest fan who always sends us like texts whenever like we make him like bust out like he listens to us when he works out at the gym and there's times where he's almost dropped a weight on his face is because he busts out laughing from the shit we say to each other. Um, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, big shout out to Lucas. Shout out to all my coworkers who listen up, who gave us probably those extra listens we, ne- we needed yesterday. Like, I just basically said, I need more listens. And they just answered the call. Um, but, yeah, and everyone who does listens to us and actually, like, tunes in, like, every Thursday or to every single, like, stream that we do or reads the stuff we say or even, like, remembers us when we go to conventions. Like, it does mean a lot you people are awesome and the reason why we're here and doing this and having fun with it so yeah um really 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 quickly too if you guys haven't noticed if you don't listen to them on on itunes i put sometimes some post-credit scenes in there so feel free to go back and re-listen to those and stay after the music sometimes i do sometimes i don't it's whatever i feel like so if you want extra chuckles, extra laughs, extra good times, listen to those because some of them are really fucking funny. Um, and I think that's it. So, guys, just thanks again. Uh, hopefully we will see you next week.